The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 270 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. A new comic is coming out from our friends at Literati Press. Alien and Alien Gaged is getting printed in September. Here to talk about it, the new title, our chief strategist, Buck Berlin, co-author and artist Greg White and co-author Colin Ingersoll. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And, okay, so Alien Gaged, I had to make sure to get it right. Yeah. Talk to us about Alien Gaged. Uh, it's a, a story that Colin and I have been working on for several years. We... Uh, we started writing a previous book, and it just grew out of control size-wise. So we were like, we need to <laughs> narrow this down. We'll do a smaller book. Mm-hmm. And um, started writing it about five years ago. And then that one ended up exploding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger as well. <laughs> but um, uh, basically, it's a story about uh, a guy who is on his way to propose to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so love-besotted, he doesn't realize that aliens are attacking the city all around him. And then it's all about just a big, giant miscommunication. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of a calamity <laughs> of errors out of being bolivious. <laughs> right, right. Not realizing this is going on because you're so in love. Right. And that could be, I guess, blinding. Or so distraught. <laughs> like he goes through a lot of emotions that have nothing to do with the aliens at all. That's fantastic. <laughs> and this whole thing's going on around him. And yeah. he just does not really mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. How many issues are we looking at here? So volume one is mm-hmm. going to, we have a three initial comics for volume one planned. Uh, and then we are developing stories for volumes two and three. Oh my gosh. So how is it to, to put together something that large? It, it's, it's time consuming, but very fun. <laughs> it, it really is kind of like putting a, you know, one brick in a wall at a time. It mm-hmm. really just slowly developed. I mean, honestly, I, I remember we the initial story we even talked about was just like a tiny little paragraph long short story from my college days that doesn't even resemble what we have now. Right. And then just slowly over months of discussing where we could go with it, it went from a single issue to three issues to both of us kind of realizing that there was more room to expand the story and we just felt we're falling in love with the characters. So just very slowly mm-hmm. built up over about five years, and we finally started working. It was the uh, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. being able to essentially have nothing else, you know, on my plate. Right. We just started working on art, um, and that was kind of the kick in the pants, honestly, to to really get the thing going. Had you guys done any kind of other uh, comic books before? What else have you guys done? We have. Um, there is a short, like it's eight pages, that was done in the literati. Um, the Literati Presents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the anthology that they put out. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That one was called Blood Lush. Mm-hmm. It's about a vampire. 
No, there you go. <laughs> Who's in AA? <laughs> no, vampire in AA. Yeah. Or his drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> is there like AA for vampires? Is that basically the idea? It's, he's the only vampire, but he's in there to solve his drinking problem because he can't stop. And then he ends up eating his sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about writing for comics? How does that differ from other kind of products, projects that you guys have worked on? Like description through sentences is way different than like showing the visual information. So yeah. like writing and then flowing into dialogue is just like a different process for me at mm -hmm. least. So we have to like, we're both very visual. So we block the scene together usually, um, then just walk through the steps, where interactions would happen, what jokes we want to pull. Yeah. And I, so. don't know, I don't know what other people's process really looks like, but like, I studied film in college and did some short films in, uh, you know, in my 20s. So I ended up just kind of taking more of the, well, more like a film script style of writing mm -hmm. through the whole thing. So. And it's the idea is that it is, it's basically, it's the film script, but you've just got a picture rather than an actual moving picture. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the process is usually pretty different for uh, different creators too. So, you know, that's the beauty of the collaboration process of comics is that you know you two can do the okay so here's the guy going down the street and then he does like this but you can't really have that on paper you right. know it's just kind of a you know while you're there talking about it kind of thing or you could take the alan moore uh, approach and it's the okay so then he moved three inches over to his left and then looked up <laughs> to the <laughs> the sun was at <laughs> and so you've so. basically been creating how long did it take you to make this so uh each book has kind of been on a more condensed timeline yeah uh and also i'm finding my process a lot with the art because the art is really what takes the mm -hmm. longest uh although like i said we did write for a long time but as far as the mm -hmm. um getting finished pages the first book was about nine months um because it was not my main focus mm -hmm. and then book two i started in january and finished at the end of may wow and now we're in the thick of part three and our timeline is just gets condensed a little right. bit more each time but i think we're getting faster though as well i so, said yeah that's as you do it the more you get used to it and i'm guessing that that works how long have you been drawing how long uh, i mean since i could hold a crayon in my right. digits you know because <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand some people started it later in life some people i i still can't draw and i stick figures is the best i can do so do you feel that that basically going back all the way to your childhood you that you've kind of grown as an artist obviously you have but i mean <laughs> But but how how have you grown as an artist? Um, I mean, uh, that's a that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I think um, I've always had kind of storytelling is mm -hmm. my, you know, even when I do a painting, there's usually kind of an idea of a a bigger narrative behind it. And mm -hmm. like I said, I studied film and wanted to. I think just because I love that idea of visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, and then I. Uh, I, you know, I used to want to do comic books when I was a little kid, and I found it so difficult, especially, you know, anatomy and the, yes. you know, shapes of buildings and that sort of thing, which is all stuff that I learned in college, and I'm still having to, like, relearn, mm -hmm. and, oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's how you do a three-point perspective, you know, city yeah. view. <laughs> um, uh, but then I also worked six years at a publishing company doing children's books. Oh, wow. You know, so drawing eight hours a day, mm -hmm. you know, six days a week. <laughs> It'll definitely help you learn pretty quickly. So it's got to be better though. Also doing your own thing too. That that's oh, got to help. Absolutely, yeah. This I'm I can put in twelve hour days now because I'm 
passionate about what, what we're doing, what we're putting together. Um, yeah, there's definitely something about working on your own creative outlet, your own book, as opposed to just a artist for hire for someone else's work. So. Yeah. Colin, when you're writing and you're helping to write, would, do you also have just an image in your mind of what you would like to see on that, that picture on, on the page? I do. I kind of try and prioritize them because Greg's visual storytelling is really good. So I don't mm -hmm. want to like muck that up too much. Um, but I usually have like images that are key to narrative. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I talk out with Greg. And then I have like suggested images or suggested gags. And those are just kind of up in the air. If they fit the, the flow mm -hmm. therein, if not, then I get really sad because they're usually pretty funny. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel you had an inspiration for this story? Or was it just kind of a, hey, let's write this? Well, someone pointed it out later that there's definitely kind of a, um, a Shaun of the Dead quality to mm -hmm. this. And uh, I mean, I'm a huge... I'll take it. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it was not, if it, I mean, it definitely was not a deliberate uh, thing, but definitely I'm a huge, we're both big fans of Shaun of the Dead and mm -hmm. Edgar Wright. Um, so let's see, there's, I mean, there's so many uh, influences. We're bringing a lot of like 80s uh, sci-fi um, and I'm drawing from X-Men cartoon or comics from the 80s in the, the coloring style and all that and the paneling style. So well, and the idea yeah. of the um, big world changing event and then the everyday man's perspective of it, mm -hmm. whether he notices or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, well, we tend to uh, we have found that we tend to write idiot characters at the centers of big, horrible events like really. <laughs> People, well, you know, sometimes it's not... hard to, like, write outside of myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both have a lot of sympathy for, you know, well-meaning idiots. And um... Well, and it, it's easier to get a, a, a story that way. It's because, well, a logical person wouldn't have gone down that street. <laughs> yes, however. <laughs> and it's also a way to excuse the character for, you know, basically not noticing what's going on or yeah. acting in a normal. Sometimes when you've got a normal person, it's how a normal person would react right. to a situation. It's one of the beauties of, of Shaun of the Dead is how he is reacting to mm -hmm. this zombie apocalypse that's going on around him. Yeah. And we actually, there's, uh, this may be not on topic, but we um, like just working out a lot of story things to make a plot make sense is why we set it in the 80s in the first place, mm -hmm. because it was a story about miscommunication. And so we just wanted to take cell phones out of the, you yeah. know, out of the equation completely. <laughs> but then we started finding all the, you know, different, the visuals that we could really play with by setting it in the 80s. And like, mm -hmm. now I'm really happy with this neon color palette. And the yes clothing options we get to, you know, but, but that was a decision that was not a creative decision. It was a necessity, like yeah. a story necessity. Well, it's one of the reasons why I think I love Stranger Things and I watched that and how many, how many things would have been solved completely if they just had cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're having to look for a pay phone and go to a pizza place to try and get salt. I mean, it's just, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get on Amazon. What are you talking about? It's so much easier. <laughs> But that, that that really kind of adds to the narrative, though, your time and your place, not only not only the characters themselves. Mm -hmm. But it also adds a, a lot of work. There's a lot more research involved <laughs> in trying to, you know, stage an 80s scene. Yeah, because yeah, you got it, especially if you if you can't remember quite as much, because there was a lot of stuff that went on, and it was like 40 years ago, and you yeah. just don't realize, 
oh my gosh, so much has changed since then that we're doing now. And it, it just, it's kind of sometimes overwhelming. You've got to look back and see what exactly, how would a person back then have reacted to this? Right. Other than, you know, obviously lighting up and smoking before they did anything <laughs> because everyone smoked. Yes. Back then you were required to smoke. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so you, so you're thinking about coming to bring this out in September. Um, and is, is that going to hit all the comic book stores yep. as well? Like yeah, it's, it's getting the uh, national uh, release through Diamond. And, uh, you know, if we're lucky, any other fine, fine distributors uh, mm-hmm. uh, that are willing to take this book. Um, no, it, it's it's the next uh, line of books out of uh, Literati past the uh, initial three that we had planned uh, when I was like, let's make this a national company. So um, this is really kind of our proving book, and it feels the most like the the initial spirit of what Charles had in mind for Literati. Mm-hmm. You know, something that was you know a little uh, you know little off center, a uh, little you know out there, but you know story that had a lot of heart. You know, kind of had that feel of nostalgia, but something new. Um, so it's really exciting to see like all that hard work that we had, you know, with these three three books leading up and seeing how easy this one is comparatively. <laughs> well that and, and you know, the the talented guys that you know, like been working on this for years, obviously. So uh, you know, like there's there's so little work comparatively on some of them. Or than, you know, some of the other ones. Um, you know, I, I don't think that we'll ever try to tackle anything quite as crazy as we promise Utopia, but like, you know, this oh, is man. this is a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We're not smart enough to write that That's complex. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, it, it took a team of people to make that book. So like <laughs> Yeah, you like a master's degree in engineering yeah. author. Yeah. yeah. Well and, and you know <laughs> it, it helped that I was able to vouch for the guy, you know, because when Charles was like, Hey, uh, does anyone know these guys? I was like, yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> you should definitely take notice and, and you know, take a better look. So as you guys were putting this together, do the idea of going national was that ever in your thoughts? I don't think it ever even occurred to us that 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 could be possible. Um, I think we always, you know, our best hope was like, hey, we can do a small little indie local thing. Maybe I, th- I don't know. That's at least where I thought because I didn't have any connections outside of you know to a major prop publisher. I'm actually so glad that we got in with Literati right as they were taking off, and they've been absolutely the best. They give us so much creative freedom. It, it This feels like the best of all worlds, and it just so happens that we're also going to have a farther reach than I ever even imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, I'm so happy that it's you guys. Like, <laughs> no, well, because, like, the, the idea behind this was, like, it was uh, uh, me, Jerry, and Eric Osborne right off the, the bat, and we're like, all right, let's get our friends famous and let's get them professional uh, <laughs> uh, comic creators. And then, you know, when it was like you guys, it was like, yeah, let's do this. Well, because yeah. uh, didn't you all submit through the uh, uh, comics as art? We mm-hmm. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that that's when it was the, you know, guys, pay attention to what, you know, what they're doing. You know, they're, they're going to be the next batch that we're going to pull from. It, the comics as art was the best thing that could have happened because, once again, it, it coincided, sadly, with, the onset of, of COVID, but mm-hmm. I had been pestering Charles for years. Um, 
at Literati, uh, just kind of like letting him know I was still working on this. You know, yeah. letting him know like, hey, I've got some art to show you. Like yeah. just kind of pestering him, but never having more to show for it. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I need. And he just like sat me down. Was like, we have an art or a comics is art show. It's in September. Submit for it. Get me six panels. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was the the kick that I really need. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, that spring any freelance work that I had was just suddenly off the table for six months. And like, so I just had this, you know, a comic to help me maintain sanity during the craziest year Sometimes of our lives. The art was, I know I, I did too with, with what I, what I was doing and, and art helps you helped me get through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's good that that was back there, but then also good that we've got a place like literati here in Oklahoma city that you can, actually maybe make some money doing your art. Yeah. Hopefully eventually. Yeah. <laughs> well, if nothing else, getting it out. I mean, it, you know, I, we, as artists, we don't always necessarily make money, but I mean, the idea of getting our works out in front of people, yep. you know, more than just, Hey, come take out look what I'm doing in my garage. You know, mm-hmm. you can actually put it out and see it when you go to a comic book store. Yeah. And that to me is like, that's the most exciting thing is this story that's been living in our heads for, mm-hmm. Uh, for so long and these characters that have slowly become so important to us that, you know, we get to start to share that with, with people and see, see who it resonates with. For those who at Literary Press have started reading some of these, what's kind of the reactions you guys have gotten? We've been holding it pretty close to the vest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Charles has been, you know, telling me not to uh, show it around to too many people like I did, mm-hmm. like, with Blackjack DM, and I was like, hey, do you like funny books? Here, look at this thing, and <laughs> tell me everything you, yeah. Well, because, you know, like, with that one, it, it was the, I mean, I think I know comics, but do I? You know, so uh, getting everything up and off the ground was me questioning everything, so oh, yeah. I was showing everyone all of our books, like, giving all of your feedback on everything, this one I know is solid. Like it, it feels like an '80s Marvel title. Like it feels, awesome. you know, like it, it's just awesome. <laughs> you know, um, like I, I, yeah. It, it's just weird for for it to be the the next thing out, and it's the it feels so seamless compared to the other three that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Outside of the show, the the comics is art show. I don't. And we've done a few posts online, like, but only recently, only w- with the start of the Kickstarter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, oh, yeah, our, our reactions have been positive, <laughs> but it's been pretty limited so far. Has speaking, the Kickstarter started? Yeah, speaking okay. of the Kickstarter, yeah. please kickstart us. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Give them all of your money. So, and what's, then some. so is it running right now? It is. Yes, okay. For the next so, how long does it run? Eleven or twelve days? Oh I my think gosh! So, yeah, runs the sixteenth. Yep. Okay. How much are you guys trying to 20th. to get? Um. Well, we reached our initial one thousand dollar goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just passed our uh, was it twelve hundred and fifty stretch goal. Wow! And then Colin has been kind of spearheading most of that. So, yeah, um, stretch goal. Get a sticker now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really no, it's a fun sticker. Uh, one of the things that I really like about this comic is with the with it being set in the eighties, we also get to do like newscasters and old TV looking sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So we do have. <laughs> Um, an awesome picture that Greg did. And um, it's of a newscaster being taken over by an alien. Attaching, the alien's attaching itself to her head. And then she's like, just speaking out in a mesmerized tone, people of Earth. So that's the sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. And then that's, next, 
That's a typical uh, '80s trope too. Yes. That, I mean, I think of the Watchmen or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the next stretch to go after that is we're going to do a magnet set. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's going to have a whole bunch of different word balloons that you can also stick with the reporter because it's of the reporter. But this one has <laughs> more fun stuff, like that she can say, like fun propaganda, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Is there, are there certain levels where people can join or are we just basically just going for a one, hey, give money? And, and, and there's there's there are different levels. Yeah. Um, so there's different covers that we have available too. We're going to do oh, signed copies above a certain amount. Um, there's a poster insert. That we're gonna put in, mm-hmm. and uh, if you donate uh, three thousand dollars yourself, <laughs> they will do the the like classic kiss comic. They will make the comic with their blood. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you say three thousand. Yeah, I could go lower. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be three thousand dollars. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, th- what what does this Kickstarter do? How does that help the uh, you guys? So uh, that helps us uh, fund the book to get it to uh, uh, press. To like, it it basically gives us uh, uh, an advance mm-hmm. on uh, getting this thing made. Uh, just because you know our uh, artists and writers uh, don't necessarily get paid until after the book comes right. out, and then there's the cost of uh, producing the whole thing and, and getting all that. So this helps cover some of those costs and guarantees that you know uh, they they get some direct money from it, and it gets the uh, advertising out, gets everyone to talk about how cool the project is, right. gets them some exclusive stuff, and uh, you know it makes sure that we can keep doing these kinds of projects because um, the uh, industry being what it is right now, it's, it's not quite as um, stable as we had hoped it would be right now. So we're just kind of using this to help, uh, you know, shore up the, the, the line. Yeah. How, <laughs> so has, how does it compare to past uh Kickstarters that you guys have done because you did them, you've did them all done them all for the yeah. past three titles as well. No, it, it's it's really good, and uh, we've gotten to the point where we don't need to ask quite as much as we did initially, especially now that we have our own print shop and all the other stuff. Um, so this just kind of helps, you know, take uh, some of the uh, uh, pressure off uh, where it normally would be, because uh, you know we're not we're still not one of the you know big companies who has all the startup cash. You know, like. We'll see this back, you know, oh, three or four, five months down the line, just because of the the wheels of uh, commerce moving so fast. (laughs) Well, in in this day and age, most people go, oh, well, why worry about print? Why not just do a digital copy of of your comic book? Why go print? Why stay stay with print? Because people are still buying print. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still uh, important to everyone. There's still that physical, you know, hey, here's the thing, read it. Right. Here's the thing to own, to have, to, to do. You you know, we, we'll still sell you a, a digital copy if you want, but um, people still prefer to own the uh, actual copy. Yeah, um, have it in their hands. <clears throat> yeah, um, and uh, I mean, if we were going to be a, a digital company, you know, we'd be set up completely differently. Right. Uh, but this one, you know, we're, we're trying it the old-fashioned way and trying to make mm-hmm. it, you know, make what, what's old new again and... Uh, make it work here in Oklahoma, finally. Yeah, and it's paying off with Diamond Distributors wanting to put your stuff out. Yeah, yeah, who used to be the only distributor in comics. Yeah. And <laughs> now it's one of three or four or eight or whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're still the powerhouse for indie for right yeah. now. And people want, are you excited that people are basically going to be holding these comics in their hands? 
as far as I'm concerned, because I'm a big comic book reader, mm -hmm. and um, I know that there's a place for digital comics, and right. But for me, it's like it won't be a real comic until I get it, <laughs> until I can hold it in my hand. I've been looking at the proofs, uh, you know, on my computer and the layout for the last, you know, nine months, and I'm just like, it, it's not real until I have it in my hand. Yeah. Well, and, and man, it's gonna be so crazy when it's like. Hey guys, it's that Wednesday. You guys are officially professional comic book creators. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be like to create something and you basically have all all the all the things you've seen have, have been on computer mm -hmm. and now to go baby walk into New World Comics and pull it off the shelf and go, This is the thing I created. Yeah. That's gotta be pretty phenomenal. It, I'm I'm kind of I'm overwhelmed with the you know how cool that's going to be. I just cannot wait to, to see it in print. Yeah. Well, and for it to be you guys too, like it's, the, oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pumped. <laughs> well, because, you know, like uh, Greg did the, the first New World Con poster mm -hmm. way back when. With Mel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Mel was like, I've got a comic book artist. And I was like, well, I have a Jerry Bennett. And then she showed me your, your poster. I was like, okay, that'll do. Wait, the first, yeah. the first, the, the first New World Comic Con yeah, poster? Yeah, across the The one that was right over here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one that grabbed my attention. I said, there's a Comic Con going on here? Yeah. You're kidding me. And it was immediately, I was so. like, I have to go to Paramount because it was like 2015. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yes, got it. I've got to go. And that, so yes, that poster grabbed my attention. So congratulations. Uh, Thank yeah, you. So technically, you started all of it. Yeah. I get, <laughs> it's your fault. i got to give all my love to Mel. Over oh, that. I know. Like I cannot. Uh, everyone says, "So, how did you start the conventions?" I was like, "Oh, it was entirely her." Like she was like, "I've got space, and we can do a thing." Yeah, I, I would not have ever thought about doing a convention otherwise. Because oh my god, <laughs> yeah. and, and then, it filled out of that space real fast. Oh yeah, yeah. No so one year there. Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just one, one, and we used every available space yeah like all three levels of yeah, the, the paramount the, yeah, yeah. There, there were three rooms she wouldn't let me go into because one was open to the ceiling at the time because they were renovating <laughs> and two had like other like machinery and stuff in there and then other than that she was like everything else is is good so like one of my favorite memories was walking around with my wife and, and just all over the place and basically getting a tour of the Paramount yeah. with all these vendors all over the place in, the, in, in individual rooms. It was fantastic. Yeah, and, yeah. and then uh, there were you know, times that I'd go through areas of the Paramount and I'd forget that people were set up in certain areas. I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that we had this going on. <laughs> you know, like there was a, an Aquaman dance party at one point that I didn't know was going on. But, what? you know, yeah, like our guy that was uh, dressed as Aquaman, like was challenging kids to dance off. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> never heard that. Yeah. So like that was really an amazing, like what is going on? Oh, and the, the race that started that morning uh, out in front where uh, we had people who were in the race quit the race to go be in the Comic-Con. Right. <laughs> I was like, it didn't get better than that. Yeah, yeah, it was just proof that people needed a Comic-Con. They, yeah. needed, they needed a pop culture convention, and because there really weren't any in Oklahoma City, except for we had Super Bitcon, but that had just started. And, yeah, and then uh, Supercon was still going. So. Yeah, but it, as far as like a real honest-to-goodness Comic-Con, yeah. Uh, there was really nothing until, and now there's there's a and lot now more. There are several, so but yeah. New World I've started done what I've meant to. <laughs> <laughs> <has> Excellent, <laughs> fantastic. So when can uh, where can people find out your first off Kickstarter? Uh, we've got that. Oh, it's on the Literary uh, Press uh, Instagram. 
okay. uh, bio. <laughs> um, my Instagram uh, and my bio, uh, my Instagram is at Tidy White, T-I-G-H-T-Y-W-H-I-T-E. Um, do you know where else it's posted? Uh, you know, y- you should probably ask the people who know technology. Yeah. It's, uh, it, unfortunately, well, Buck sure is the... Could, yeah, <laughs> if it's the Kickstarter, one. you can probably yeah. go to Kickstarter uh, and look up alienated and alien gauged, and it's all one word, yeah. alien-gaged. Yeah, so and, and uh, for it, that's all one word. All of the literati social medias will have it posted. Uh, you know, all of us are going to be sharing it on our various social medias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be sick of it by the end of the day. And so. especially go to literatipressok.com and yeah. you will find all the links there, I know, because I'm uh, very excited about, about, you know, you guys putting this out. And more titles from Literati Press puts uh, Oklahoma City on the map. Yeah. I think it's better for Oklahoma City, better for everyone. Yeah, and uh, we ha- we have some more titles that we're working on coming out uh, further down the line that we'll be announcing hopefully pretty soon, uh, maybe at New World Con. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like this is just kind of a, a neat, like, uh, slow trickle of talent compared to uh, what we have coming out next. Yeah, speaking so. of New World Comic Con coming up in less than three weeks now. You yeah. ready? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> I never am. Well, because I know we'll be talking about it, I think probably next week or the week after that, but at some point we're going to be talking about it on the show as yes. well. And we're all excited about New World Comic Con. You guys going to New World Comic Con as well? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't miss it. Every every year it comes out and it gets bigger and bigger. and it's Same. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You're, you're contractually obligated. Man, this year is trying to pull me away from it, but yeah. Uh, this will probably be my last year to be able to go as just a participant because I mean, we won't be tabling yet yeah. until we have the book. But uh, As well, soon as you do. Something tells yeah. me that you know they're going to pull you two and do the, here you two sit, sit yeah. at the Literati table. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. Colin, where can, can people find you on the World Wide Web? Like your, um, your work or whatever? Yes, um, the man. As far as like writing and stuff in general, just the comic book stuff is kind of what's available mm-hmm. from what I do. Um, I have other various music endeavors that go. are going on. Well, ended and then now new ones starting, but I don't have any reach for those yet. Well, or, can people find this stuff? Uh, if you go to Bandcamp, there you go. Giant Stride was the band. Uh, it's on there. I don't have a and name. And if you just <laughs> Google him and stalk him, you can find yeah. his old friends and family and address and yeah, probably more <laughs> or less. Various bits, both good and bad, of my past floating out there on there the internet. There always is. Everybody has that. <laughs> There's no uh, way to avoid it. And, you know, any of those missing pieces, I'm sure that I could fill in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And, of course, and of course, Literati Press on Facebook, Twitter, and on their website, on Instagram. You can find them all. And uh, go look for the Kickstarter for Alien Gaged on Kickstarter because it's going to be a lot of fun for Absolutely. only 11 more days. So go there now and put down $3,000. So they'll, yeah. They'll... So they'll yes. kiss your book. <laughs> that, did I just coin a term? Oh, did, no. did, you just, did you just verb that? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone, you know, have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Buck Berlin, Greg White, and Colin Ingersoll, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Mm-hmm.